This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan. Let's go. Let's get up. Got to get a getting. And uh, get on down there to the brush arbor where two or three folks stand around waiting to hear the gospel. But we're happy to have you folks with us now, especially you folks up there in uh, West Virginia. And uh, we're happy to be on that station. The Lord has given us grace to be there. And uh, so you, you, you pray for us. Would you do that? And ask the Lord for us. And then uh, help us with the broadcast if you can. These broadcasts cost a good bit of money. And the Lord is supplying that need. And folks folks know the old trailblazer don't get on here and beg for money 14 minutes and then preach for one minute. No, sir. The Lord does that. The Lord takes care of us. But you help me with, if you will. And especially pray for them. If you have a prayer group at your church on Sunday night, Sunday evening, just ask your leader. Say, Mr. Leader, would you all pray for the old trailblazer? He wants us to pray for him. And I have many, many things that I need prayer for. But let's go back to our study. We were looking there at the way of grace, God's way of grace, how that no sinner ever gets saved until he sees himself, uh, what a sinner he is. And I was mentioning in our last study about all I, all my aim is here is to put something into your path to keep you from going to hell. My friend, did you know, did you know that um, man by nature is a sinner? And he's destined for hell except for one thing, the grace of God. If the grace of God intervenes, the love of God intervenes in your life and calls you to reflect upon yourself and turn to the Lord. Oh, my friend. But listen, I was going to tell you about this man over there somewhere in Alabama. Uh, this story was told to me as a true story. This man was had a little farm out there in the woods out there in the back country. In this particular night, it come a big uh, rain, and it was kind of a flood-like. And uh, he knew that the water was everywhere, and, and uh, had a had a railroad went through the back of his place, and they had a, a trussle, a bridge back there on his place. And uh, once in a while, that old bridge would wash out when that creek got up. So he took his hand lantern and went out there to check on the bridge, put on his slicker suit and his old uh, carbide lantern or coal oil lantern, whatever he had, coal oil, I believe. And he walked back there, maybe half a mile behind his house, and that bridge had tumbled in the creek. That bridge, old wooden bridges back there we used to have when I was a kid, and uh, it tumbled in the creek. So he knew. Terror struck his heart. He knew that that train would be coming in. Wow, that's before we had all these electronic devices and you couldn't couldn't call them on the radio and all those things. So he started to uh, run down that track the way that train would be coming. He knew it about. Looked at his watch and looked and about time for that train to come. And he kept going fast as he can. Old rubber boots. He couldn't go too fast. And he kept going, kept going, kept going. After a while, he could hear the whine of that railroad uh, train. We used to do that when I was a kid. We'd go up in a little old town and lay down by the railroad track, and we could tell when that train was coming because you could hear it whining on those rails. But anyhow, he got going fast as he could, and then he saw that big old light coming around that curve. He knew it was too late. He knew it was too late to try to stop that train. So he got off on the shoulder there amongst those cinders and and, uh, cross ties, and he got that old lantern, got a good grip in his hand, and and that train come by, lickety split. Old engineer was sitting up in there asleep maybe. And he hurled that coal oil lantern into that window of that of that engine. And that man woke up, glass shattered and coal oil spattered all over him. That woke him up. And he knew immediately if something was wrong, he grabbed that old brake. And he went to holding back on it. 
You ever heard those trains hold back on the brake? I have. Hold back. Screech, screech, screech. Hold back. Screech, screech, screech. And he came to a stop just a few yards from that broken trussle. But my friend, that man put everything he had in the path of that engineer. And I don't know, maybe a bunch of folks on there. might have been a passenger train. might have been a freight train. I'm not sure. But my friend, the old trailblazer, doing everything he can do. I'm criticized lots of times for being emotional, a lot of times for being a fanatic, a lot of times. But I'm only trying to put something in your path to make you think. And if any, if if one soul gets saved because of the old trailblazer broadcast, it'll be worth all that I ever put into it. Would you Would you listen, folks? Oh, listen, listen, folks. Uh, when folks come to know the Lord, uh, they'll see and feel what a dreadful thing it is to depart from a living God. You begin to see that great gulf fixed between you and God. And you'll stand guilty. Once you see that you're a sinner by nature, condemned before the bar of justice. And condemned justly, my friend. Justly. You, don't, you won't be condemned unjustly. You'll also see that the wrath of God might fall on you at any moment, and that justly. Once you thought you lived close to God, but now, as the Holy Spirit draws back the skylight of your heart, let you see that you are guilty distance from a holy God, seeing that you stand guilty, then as you look within that heart, you will see the hell of lust in your bosom. Now, my friend, not many folks, not many folks do that. Folks by the masses, by the millions, going to church on Sunday morning, never having seen themselves as a guilty sinner. Oh, no. They might have been out all night drinking and carousing. They might have been home praying and studying. But my friend, by nature, by our very nature, we are sinners. And we must be redeemed. That's why the old trailblazer is attempting to put something in your path to keep you out of eternity lost. Oh, would you let that word sink in? Lost, 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 lost. I guess, I guess it's because the old trailblazers had the privilege and the responsibility of conducting funerals all over this country. And I've put my hand on the brow of many a, many an individual, young and old. Oh, my friend, it'll bring you back to reality. It'll jerk you back to reality when you lay your hand on that cold brow. That forehead is as cold as ice. No, no life there. No blood pulsating through those veins as they once did. My friend, we need to think about it. We need to think about it. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Did you know you're going to die? You say, well, Trevor, I don't want to hear that early this morning or late in night. I'm trying to get back to sleep. You need to hear it, my friend. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's right. That's right. And my friend, the Bible says it's a point under man wants to die. And after that, the judgment. Did you think about the judgment? Oh, I don't want to think about that. Well, did you ever think about the great white throne where every individual stand and give an account? Oh, my friend, are you going to be able to plead the blood? Plead the blood? What do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean, Trailblazer? I mean that our only help is the blood, our only covering. You and I, apart from God's grace and God's blood, are naked. We're naked like Adam and Eve were there in the garden. Did you know when they saw themselves they were naked? Oh, my friend. 
they were sinful. They were naked, and they were ashamed. They ran and hid. Many of our folks today don't even do that. We have we have the most uh, ungodly uh, nation today, folks going nude, in the nude now, especially on the television and in these ungodly shows and things that come on. And now even in the magazines. Oh, my friend. But listen, one day, one day, one day you'll think about it then. You'll see that great gulf between you and God. You'll also see that the wrath of God might fall on you once you thought you lived close to God. But now, as the Holy Spirit slowly opens your heart, you see maybe for the first time that you stand guilty from a holy God. Then, look within. You'll see the hell in your own bosom. You'll come to see that your temper is contrary to the temper of God. There's your pride that will not let you bend and take salvation at the hand of another because you're not willing to come out openly and be identified with the rejected Christ. Did you know many folks will go to hell because of pride? Won't be no pride in hell. It'll be broken, my friend. Listen, God must hide your pride from you. Listen, your pride, it has to go. Your spirit of malice and revenge and jealousy must be reckoned with and repented of. We often say here, old trailblazer, just an old country boy, just an old corn pone, but my friend, old yellow dog will know when you get saved. He will. Old yellow dog in the backyard. And old spotted tomcat, he'll know too because there'll be a difference, my friend. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You will come to see that, that the fountain from which all pollution flows is within your own bosom, within your own heart, according to Mark 7:21. When man, when when the sinner is first awakened, now listen, got a minute or two left. He wonders how he came to be so wicked, so vile, so corrupt. The spirit of the living God strikes within the, within and shows him that he has no good, no goodness whatsoever. His nature is perverted. By nature, he sees himself depraved, totally depraved. We make this statement here, Radio Mission, that any man, woman, child, who goes astray on a doctrine, or a preacher, pastor, pope, prelate, any, any individual who goes astray on a doctrine of total depravity will go astray on every other doctrine of God's book. He will, my friend. Until you see yourself as totally depraved, you'll take issue with everything I say or everything any man of God says and, and rare and snort, snort and buck just like a, a hemmed up tomcat. That's right, my friend. Oh, listen, it's grace when the Lord opens the heart. It's grace. It takes grace to be saved, my friend. It takes the grace of God. You have nothing that the Lord wants. You don't have anything that commends you to God except your sinfulness. That's all you have. You ought to just admit it and, and confess it and say, the Lord, Lord, I'm just a poor sinner in need of salvation. That's what you do before you get saved. I don't care what you say. You may be uh, uh, in your prime of life and big macho man or macho lady and all those things, but my friend, the way up is down. Pastor Shelton used to say at the end of his services, down, sinner, down, down at the feet of Christ. Oh, my friend. And then our old friend, uh, Brother Pelago, he said, come clean, come clear, go to hell. Come clean, come clear, or go to hell. Then we had another missionary who was here years ago. He'd say, it's neither this, it's neither that. Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? It's neither this, it's neither that. All that other has to go. That's what he meant. 
you can you can buck and snort and spout off all you want to. I belong to the big church. I belong to the little church. I belong to the one with the tall steeple. And I belong to the one without no steeple. And it don't make no difference. It don't make no difference. Well, I pastor the big church. Well, it don't make no difference. It don't say anything about uh, you having any special revelation, does it? No, sir. It says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And he would say, it's neither this, it's neither that. And I've tried to do that once in a while because it's the truth. It's neither this, it's neither that. It's not that you're a church member. That don't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you baptized already. It don't mean a thing in the world. It don't matter that you gave away the farm, give it to some uh, televangelist. That don't mean anything. It don't mean anything if you belong to some cult down there in South Carolina somewhere and they got you believing that everything is fine. It don't make no difference. Oh, my friend. The old trailblazers are just trying to be true to your soul. Don't get mad with me. Pray for me. Don't get mad with me and cuss me. Folks do that, you know. And uh, But that's okay, too. The Lord knows all about it. It's just uh, grace that the old trailblazer knows anything about salvation. But I wish you would write me. Let me hear from you. Pray for me and help me with the broadcast, if you will. I'd like to go on some new station in the next several months. If you'd help me with it, we can do that. But if you would, pray for me. My mailing address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.